Sports by Fry fans. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. We just got done wrapping up the Eastern Conference preview for another NBA season. There's now officially less than 12 hours until proceedings kick off. So I'm here to discuss the entire Western Conference with J-Lo. How are you doing? Uh, ready for the second episode of the pod, mate? Um, I can't wait to get cracking on the West, mate. Let's get cracking then. The team who is... Uh, actually, this is a tough one to peg the first team in the West. At the moment, this is going off bet 365. There's four teams who are projected to win 53 and a half. Well, the over and under is 53 and a half. Do you reckon you could name the four? Uh, yeah, Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers, uh, and... Oh, God, I need to see the, a list of teams. The Lakers aren't in there. Oh, okay. They've got the Utah Jazz in there. Oh, yeah. And the Houston Rockets. Oh, the Rockets. Yeah, so uh, the Jazz, I tend to... I would swap with the Lakers, yeah. but it's, uh, it's murky, and it's going to be a, a battle out in the West to uh, see who emerges victorious. Probably the favourites right now in a lot of people's eyes, and you can't really go against the bloke that just won the chip is Los Angeles Clippers, obviously added Kawhi and Paul George this offseason. they got some pretty solid pieces mm. as well. They added Mo Harkless and Pat Patterson, who I've always been a fan of, but hasn't really ever produced a hell of a lot. No. Could be a dude that does some stuff. They've still got some other great dudes on that roster. Yeah. Lou Will, uh, Zubach, Montrez Harrell. I like the Clippers. Uh, do you think they deserve the title of the favourites in the West? Uh yeah, to win the whole West. Yeah, sure. You've got the best player in the league, the, probably the two best defensive guards in the or smalls in the league. Best like two way dudes. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, um, great shooters. Um, six man of the year. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Great coach. There's gonna be hard to be a beaten. lot going well in the two one three. This would be a, a perfect Andre Iguodala landing spot. Mm. I reckon gonna generate some buzz to probably end up at the Lakers, another contending team. But I would love to see him. At the Clippers, just give them that nice like eighth or ninth man of their rotation, and uh, yeah, I think after like going, I mean, they lost Shea Gildas Alexander and Danilo Gallinari to land uh, Paul George, who's going to probably miss the first month or so. Mm. It seems about the first ten to a dozen games, which when they play eighty-two isn't a hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if they're if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, which all reports indicate that they will be eventually, then uh, yeah, I've got a lot of faith in the Clippers being the best team out west. Only issue with them is the player management. I think that's the big yeah, question I, mark that sort of is over them and probably the Lakers as well. Mm. Uh, but particularly with Kawhi and an injured Paul George. There was a couple of things that I read last year and they were talking about... Uh, sorry, last um, summer that they were talking about Kawhi and he was like, yeah, I played like that many games and went about it that way with Toronto because I was coming off this injury. Like, there's no way... Like before, when he was with San Antonio, he was playing like 75, 80 games a year. Mm. So he's like, "There's no reason why I couldn't realistically do that again with the Clippers," which uh, could be interesting if you still have to do an NBA fantasy draft. Keep that in the back of your mind. Definitely. Could be an underrated pick, but uh, I think I picked him up, didn't I? Uh, I can't remember. I think I got him in the second round. Yeah. All right, let's talk about their uh, big brothers, the Los Angeles Lakers. Obviously, the huge in is Anthony Davis. Avery Bradley, Quinn Cook, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, Jared Dudley, and uh, one DeMarcus Cousins Achilles has entered the... Oh, no, he did his knee, didn't Quad. He? Quad knee. One uh, half a healthy DeMarcus Cousins, along with a new coach. Frank Vogel going to be uh, steering the ship with Jason Kidd ready to uh, stab him in the back at any moment. No real great outs. Obviously, they lost a chunk of these outs by trading for AD with Ingram, Lonzo, 
and Josh Hart missing, and then there's a couple of other bits. No more uh, Lance Stevenson celebrations, unfortunately. You're going to have to look at the uh, Chinese basketball highlights for those ones. Or JaVale McGee. He'll give you something. JaVale McGee will give you something. Did you see the play that he yeah, uh, the, did the other day? The fake injury. It's a shame that he wasted that in the uh, preseason, but uh, it's very stereotypical to JaVale McGee. Yeah, uh, it, I felt like he probably was sort of overplaying something and then right. realised he was open. And JaVale couldn't come, come up with that. No, nah, you're probably not. Uh, they only won 37 games last year. First year in about 14 seasons that LeBron didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. I wrote an article uh, late last week saying the asking the question if 2020 is going to be the year that LeBron passes the torch. I have 100% confidence that this will not be the year. I reckon LeBron's going to go back and go ham. Might be like an efficient ham, but I think he's going to play like 77 games north. Like I reckon he's going to make a real push for MVP. Although probably the smartest thing to do would be to let Ant Davis take most of the uh, workload, but I think he's uh, going to bounce back. I uh, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be LeBron James, but I think you couldn't be more wrong in in uh, how he's going to come out. I think he's he's smart enough to know that he wants to play with his son, and I honestly think he's just going to really defer this year. He'll get... His assist numbers will go right up. Yeah, could, well, could um, we see him put, like... Could he lead the league in assists? He, he could. Yeah. He definitely could. Um, don't know if he will, but I, I think he's going to play, and I, we spoke about this the other day, a more a, a role more similar to what Nick Jokic does out in Denver. Yeah, okay. Um, obviously, LeBron has the scoring, well, the ability to go to the rack at any moment, and, and he's super uh, efficient in the post, um, so he can do that, but I think he's just going to be like, no, nah, you guys do the work. Like, I'm going to relax. Nick Yoke doesn't do any running in Denver's offense. I think they'll they'll pull something similar, and then obviously when LeBron's in transition, it's it's all over. But I think the Lakers are going to be fine. They've got two superstars. You can't really go wrong with it, especially yeah. if one of them's LeBron. I think uh, there's been a lot made about the rest of their roster, but if you look at it, like it's not that bad. And you look it's at fine. like some of those teams. If you took some of the Cavs teams that won, or the Cavs teams right? that won, you're like, oh, wasn't that great? If you took uh, Chris Bosch off the Miami Heat rosters yeah. and you took Kyle Kuzma off this one and you look at the rest of the roster outside of LeBron and Ant and LeBron and D-Wade it's not really too dissimilar Yeah, no. Mike Miller's of the world LeBron just always brings a, a whole crew of just mot- well, motley crew just yeah. like misfits and somehow makes it work so I think that's the LeBron circus he tends to uh, get what he wants LeBron James another bloke who kind of got what he wanted this offseason is uh, James Harden mm. landed Russell Westbrook as his sidekick they're projected to pretty much replicate the year that they had last year 53 and a half wins is their projected win total obviously they brought in Westbrook not much else Tabo Cephalos is there Tyson Chandler's there and then on the outs uh, Gerald Green injured himself in the preseason mm. is out for the season uh, Kenneth Reed and Shump are the only other two dudes not renewed but Chris Paul's obviously traded away so I've been fluctuating on my opinion of this throughout the uh, preseason and the summer, but I'm I'm in on this team. I think that these two will figure it out, and I think it might translate to another West semis loss or West finals loss. Like they might not go all the way, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had the best record in the league throughout the regular season. Yeah, I I reckon these guys are probably my pick to also have the best yeah. the best record. I reckon they might do something like. 
63 plus win. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely um, see that happening. Especially the way you saw them playing once James Harden got back from that injury mm. um, and just he was going crazy. I think James is going to do exactly the same thing yeah, he so did last I. year, this year, and I think Russell's going to be there right next to him doing something similar to what Russell did last year next to uh, Paul George. I yeah. think. It's, and they, they love each other. They love playing together. They were I didn't realise this, how upset they all were when they all kind of split up. Yeah. Um, I just watched the a... Thunder crew. Yeah, I yep. watched a doco on it the other day, and I was like, oh, I didn't realise that they, was just, they loved each other. Yeah. Obviously, it's a bit weird. You now. always... Yeah, it is a bit... You see them, like, even in the pre-season, they're just, like, vibing on the seats. Harden and Russ just, yeah. like, doing Harden and Russ shit. Like, yeah. they look like they're having fun. Yeah. And I think... After all the stuff that's happened with the Daramori tweet, it wouldn't surprise me if this group, like after kind of being dragged through the mud, yeah. had a little bit of a like, not chip on their shoulder, just came out a bit aggressive, yeah, yeah, and got to galvanise the group. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, we haven't, you know, can Wessel Rus- Wessel Rusbrook, yeah, Russell Westbrook, uh, can he shoot? Like, how's he going to play without the ball in his hands? But he and Kevin Durant figured it out, yeah, and we've seen. Granted, in the last few years, Westbrook tried to play a bit off the ball, but he's doing it with the dudes of like Dennis Schroeder and Victor Oladipo, and like sometimes Paul George. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like this is a system where if he cuts and moves, he's actually going to get the ball. Yeah, look, I, I think he's underrated in how much he gives up when other players come in. I think he's so good at doing everything. Yeah. And he really is, like, average a triple-double three straight seasons when it's only been done one time. It's unbelievable. He does everything so well, except maybe his shooting, which is fair, whatever. You know, you can't have it all. But yeah, true. But he does everything else so well. He, and, he, you know, you could really see him deferring to Paul George last year, and I think he'll do the exact same for James. And James is just as good at, at doing it the other way when he really wants to, you know, he's an unreal passer as well, so I think they're going to dominate. Yeah, I agree. Crazy. I'm very high on the Rockets, not as high as everyone else is on the Utah Jazz. I oh. think they'll be better this year. Don't get me started. Granted, they won 50 games last year, so their projected win total, similar with everyone in this list, is 53.5. Conley and Boba, Bojan Bogdanovic are two great ins. They also got Ed uh, Davis, I didn't realise. Just a Derek Favors replacement. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Emmanuel Moudier, Landed there. They lost uh, Ricky Rubio, Corva, Favors, Grayson Allen, and a couple of other bits. But uh, yeah, they're the sexy pick out west that a lot of people loved when they got Conley and Bogdanovich. And I think that that will definitely put them in better stead offensively. But I do just think that the other teams out west just have that much more star power. Utah's still going to be great defensively, and it could lead to them finishing almost similar as last year 34 seed, 52 wins. But yeah, I don't know if they've got enough chops to contend with the big dogs out west. Yeah, I totally agree. There's only so far defense will get you until that superstar who waltzes along and says, it doesn't matter what you do to me. I'm Kobe, I'm LeBron, mm. I'm Michael. Sorry, guys, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. I, I, they don't have the scoring chops to go with other crew. And as much as I love you know, Mike Conley, he's, he's, well, he's, he's a bit old. Yeah, he's yeah. a bit old and he's never been a superstar. Um, unreal player. I'm still not quite on the Don Mitchell train yet in terms of he's a star. Yep. I don't think he's a star. Everyone else just got way too excited after that rookie year. Um, and, you know, every, last year everyone was like, oh, what is this? Like, why isn't he taking the steps? Because he's a 21-year-old bloke who's yep. come out of nowhere. I think, um, yeah, I just don't think it's quite there yet. And, and you worry that if the Conley thing doesn't work out, maybe it doesn't get there. But uh, go bear great. 
Conley great. Great players all around, and Boyan's a good in, but I just am not quite buying the, the Grizzlies. Not in the West. And they're in the in a tough division too. Yeah, so. very tough division. Toughest in the league by, by far. Yeah. I think the Conley addition moves the needle a bit in their favour, but yeah. you're right, he's at the age now where he's a bit more of a game manager rather than like an impactful playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably help to him and Boyan coming in will ease a bit of the responsibility on Donovan Mitchell. I think... Uh, I'm I'm a bit similar. You kind of you've been in my ear about him, uh, Donnie Mitchell, but I still think that he he will be a star. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm tr- trying to hedge my bets. I think he could be better this year, but he, I think he could be similar to what I said about Giannis on the last pod. He could put up very similar stats per game, but could do it much more efficiently um, and much more smarter. So yeah, I don't know. There's too many. Other names out there in the West that's worry me rather than Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. But they should be good and they'll keep it interesting, that's for sure. Mm. Next thing on the list we're going to discuss is uh, a team that you're very fond of, uh, the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Their bench really worries me, but uh, Steph Curry can do a lot of crazy things. Absolutely. I oh, think... Okay, sorry, I wasn't sure if you were going to throw that there or not. No, go on. Give, yeah. us, your, uh, give us your spiel on why you think uh, the Warriors are going to be really good this year. Well, they still have a big three, um, and that probably you could argue that without Clayton being on the court when he comes back, because he is coming back, because it's just an ACL, and an ACL is not what it used to be. Let's be very clear about yep. it, especially if you're not a young Derek Rose. If you're just a bloke who kind of runs around, doesn't, he doesn't use his athleticism that much anymore. I think he's going to come back into this championship, you know, nucleus, this, yeah. yeah, who've done it a million times. Like making the finals is just, it's what they do. Yeah. Like they're just like, that's a normal season now. That's their new normal. They've got the best coach in the league, probably best player in the league. Yeah, maybe, probably, mm-hmm. uh, in Steph Curry. Maybe one of the best players ever, honestly, yep. especially at what he does. I just think they might just say, Steph, can you just get us to 40 wins in the first, you know, three quarters of the season? And then we'll take care of the rest. We know what's going to happen. We just need to make the playoffs, up, like, hopefully get a top four seed, and then it's fine. So I think uh, I think they're going to be unreal. Especially with... The, the, the one thing that I really love is that they got rid of Kevin Durant, whose best basketball is maybe behind him, or it's, it might be right now, but after it's the definitely Achilles. not in front of him. Exactly. Whereas deloading, if he stays around and learns off Steph Curry and Steve Kerr, it's, it's going to be all in front of him. So uh, Two notes. I put a poll up before we started doing this, funnily enough, about D'Angelo Russell, saying will he stay the year there. I don't know why there's so much trade buzz around it. Why would the Warriors get rid of him? He could be, like you said, the perfect running mate mm. with Steph Curry. They would be unstoppable if he was like under his tutelage. Secondly, I've only put one NBA future bet on at the moment, and I put it on halfway through the first quarter of watching Steph Curry mm. absolutely torch. I can't even remember who it was. He did I, it twice. He made me stop what I was doing and look up his MVP odds and put money on him. Yeah. Just because I think he's the best like value play from that regard, and he's going to go crazy. Kerr has said he thinks he's at the peak physically and defensively. He knows exactly what defenses are going to throw at him right now. So I am. Super excited to see what Steph Curry does. Yeah, uh, off the chain, yeah. atomic Steph Curry. Uh, is the is all the trade buzz around D'Angelo because of the Booker cat thing he said during the? Week? I think no. I think that obviously has helped add fuel to the fire. But a lot of the buzz was around when he got traded there, and there were rumours that this was just like a rental until Clay gets healthy. Yeah, so right. 
I don't know. It's kind of fleeting throughout the off-season, but uh, we'll monitor that throughout the year. I Everything that I've said, uh, totally support, to- agree with all your points. However, I just don't think that they're good enough defensively to stop some of these dudes. They'll probably, in my opinion, finish like 6th or 7th, and they could snag a first-round W if Clay's back and healthy, which is by no means impossible. But, yeah, I don't love a lot of... Like, losing Clay and KD, even though Clay's just for the year... Like, the blokes that they brought in, D'Angelo Russell's good, but Burks doesn't really excite me. Corley Stein, you know, hasn't really caught fire in Sacramento. Could just flip the script and become good, but uh, they're one of the teams that I'm kind of a bit tentative to throw a lot of support behind. They've got, similar to um, something we've pointed out with a few teams, they've got that continuity to kind of help galvanise a group, and that's the thing that, you know, when you're down three with seven seconds left, you manage to get a steal and get the bucket and like gets you those wins that other teams don't. So I could see them pushing 50 and maybe even 55 Ws, especially if Clay comes back later in the year. But uh, yeah, I'm just excited, honestly, to watch Steph. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I, I think they'll do really well. I think they'll surprise people, which shouldn't... You know, they just made the finals. They've got the best player in the league, arguably. I don't know, I think... Yeah, that's another thing, I guess, that I've pointed out. And I, part of the reason that I went against them making the finals this last season was that they've gone through so many of those long playoff runs. But, again, this isn't the same group that's done that. Steph Curry and Draymond are really the only two players, and Clay, but he's going to have a year off, essentially. They're the only dudes that have been through that. Next on the list, the Portland Trailblazers uh, finished 53-29 last year, 47.5 projected wins, so they're expected to slip a bit, probably just due to the competitiveness of the conference. Whiteside, Bazemore, Hazonia, and Pau Gasol as the ins. Mo Harkless, Cantor, Aminu, Seth Curry, Evan Turner, Myers Leonard as the outs. Don't know if they got better or worse. About, but a, about a net even, I would have said. Yeah. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic is out for the first half of the year. He's targeting February as a return date. Whiteside is a bit of a question mark, but I do wonder if this team peaked last year by making their run to the conference finals and kind of got the map, the playoff matchups that helped the ball ball bounce the right way for them. You know, mm-hmm. they were lucky to climb against uh, climb that W against Denver in four overtime. Yeah. So, you know, I won't, I won't mention that again, I promise. But, uh, yeah, I, I could see the Blazers regress a bit. Just a little bit. I love where Damon Lillard is at the moment. I feel like he's at absolutely at the peak of his powers. Um, and uh, I know you put a poll up the other day asking, mm. I think, if he was at if he had much more to give, which I would probably say no, but you, you can't count out a guy like Daniela to just take another step because he's done it pretty consistently. Um, and same as McCollum, they both got their heads on right yeah. um, as players. So I think they're, I think they're both going to be good. Uh, don't mind that uh, white side in. I think that's pretty nice. Yeah, I kind of um, like it. It makes a lot of sense for them. Um, but yeah, I it's a bit hard to read. You would have to see like, uh, Anthony Simons take a big step or something crazy, you know, and and you, you just can't bank on that. Not in the West. Right no, you're now. right. He could uh, fill in that Seth Curry role as a bit of a spark plug, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah, Dame Lillard. I do wonder if yeah, he's almost like yeah, reached his ceiling. He's averaged 25 plus four straight years, but I didn't realize last year he actually averaged career high assists as well. So nearly chopped up seven of them. There's no reason why McCollum can't step up a bit and Lillard just. Reproduce those numbers. If I was a betting man, though, I'd probably tip them to slip a little. I agree. Only because there's so many other teams that got better. Another team that I expect to slip and could be the end of their 
a decade, a double decade long playoff streak as the San Antonio Spurs. Big in for them is obviously DeJounte Murray back mm. from an ACL tear, but a couple of other pieces. They drafted Keldon Johnson, who I don't mind, out of Kentucky. Trey Lyles ended up there, former uh, D-Nug. Uh, Damari Carroll. And then the couple of outs aren't really relevant. Honestly, even talking about Cunningham, Pondexter, and Davis Bertans. So Bertans is a loss. That, yeah, that's it, yeah, I see them as the potential team. If I was looking at it now, OKC and the Spurs are probably the teams that I tip to fall out of the playoff race with the Lakers and someone else, the Pelicans or Mavericks, are jumping up. Yeah, it's that's pretty fair. I would I would say they're probably going to take a hit this year, although. Still got great players. Um, you feel like Derek White went to another level. Paddy Mills playing really well off the World yeah. Cup. Um, I actually still think they might... Obviously, I think Thunder will, will drop. Yeah. Um, but I think the Spurs might just hang around again and do about the same thing they did last year. Maybe just get to that second round. Um, like, you know, if they come up against the Nuggets or someone, uh, somehow slip through. But that's about all they're going to do. Until um, we see them uh, fail, we should probably just that's put our undying faith. Yeah. They've got LaMarcus. They've got uh, DeRozan. DeMar, so yep. they, they're going to be good. They're fine. They just don't have enough superstar power. They don't yep. have any superstar power. Yeah, those two will get them a couple of wins. Uh, another team on the bubble for the playoff mix, the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Some people buying, some people not so much. They didn't lose a hell of a lot. Obviously, Dirk retired, but they brought in Boban Majonovic. Seth Curry ended up there. DeLon Wright is a sneaky good get, I reckon. Uh, and the big one, obviously, is they're welcoming Chris Porzingis back, mm. who has missed nearly two years of injury now. So he could be someone that I see you see deployed similar to Michael Porter Jr., like just very slowly and gradually and tip up his workload. But all reports indicate that pretty early on he's going to be raring to go and be and at full I, capacity. I sort of heard that he was maybe even ready to go late last year. Well, there were they just held off. There were rumblings around it, but uh, yeah, I think it was just, they just made the smart decision yeah. to rest him. Like they weren't playing for a hell of a lot last mm. year, so obviously he's fairly healthy. I, yeah. I quite like what they're dishing up. I think, like you said, some of their ins were quite solid. Like Seth Curry's just a solid in. Mm. He's not not a great player, but he you know he'll fit on any bench. He's yep. a good shooter. He's a fifty forty ninety guy. Same with Wright. Um, obviously, they've got the big dog in Luca and, yeah. and Chris Stapps, who could be great. I don't think this is quite the... I think they'll miss one more year. I totally agree. I think taking away the two European stars, they've got a weird roster mm. 3 through 15. Yeah, Dwight Powell's there, Boban. Um, what's the other? That Kleber. huge... Kleber. I even forgot his name. Kleber's Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm. I'm like, they're all dudes that you'd want coming off your bench and maybe one or two of them starting. But you'd really need like... I, this would be the perfect fit, I reckon, is to just plot... Otto Porter yeah. into the three for them, and then that would be a very interesting roster. Or someone of that type, yeah, you know, yeah. a guy who could get you 20 on a given night. So I agree. I think that they're probably, generate, rightly so, generating a bit of buzz to maybe sneak in, but I think this is the year that they'll uh, miss out once again. Who'd they draft, just quickly? Anyone? Or did the did Ooh. they not have their pick because of the... the I can't remember. Stats trade. Anyway, that, well, uh, that would be the only... That's the thing you feel like the Mavs need. They just need one more draft hit. Yeah, but true. But you feel like they've maybe fast-tracked it a little bit with the... the I mean, Luka looks unreal, don't get me wrong, but I do worry if they've sort of mortgaged their future a little bit, and that's not unlike uh, Mark Cuban to sort of go and do that. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, well, they lost their uh, draft pick this year for the Trey Young trade a yeah, year ago that turned out to be Cam Reddish, so 
Absolutely. Cam Reddish on the three and uh, yeah. Trey Young instead of Luca. You got Trey Young, Cam Reddish, and got, Chris Stapps. You've got the horse. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Not really, <laughs> next on the list, uh, another team generating some buzz for uh, multiple reasons. Biggest reason is obviously their number one pick that they brought into the mix. Talking about the New Orleans Pelicans. Yep. Zion Williamson set to miss six to eight weeks mm. to start the year. Going to dive heavily into that. A uh, couple of other interesting ins though. I really like their roster. Josh Hart, Ingram and Ball came over with them losing Anthony Davis. Randall left as well, but they replaced him with Derek Favors. They got their hands on JJ Redick, who's a sneaky good nice. vet. Very nice. Um, and then Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, they also drafted. Mm-hmm. So plenty to like about their future. I've already talked on the other podcast. I think Lonzo's probably my pick for most improved player. I think he's going to be good. I love Drew Holiday. I love their depth. Uh, but it really does just hinge on how healthy Zion is. Yeah, it's such a worry. We were talking the other day about his gait and just his size and some of his biomechanics. Got, I got trapped on a wormhole watching... Doctor, <laughs> Easily done. <laughs> yeah, sports doctor videos about Zion and, and some of the things that they were worried about. And, you know, not like one day later or two days later, it comes out that he's done his... Uh, meniscus or whatever yeah. or MCL is it meniscus? yeah meniscus so that does worry me um, but yeah if he can hang in there he looks like he's gonna I think I said this the other day I, if he stays healthy he'll be the best player in the league in two years I think but it's such a huge if I know it's it really is two extremes mm. there's one where he you know can't play 50 games and he just never kept and then there's another where he just becomes like it Something we've never seen before. Absolutely. Yeah. It and looked like it throughout the preseason at times, but uh, obviously we're now seeing the other side of the ledger. So the other <sighs> question to ask, tough. the other question to ask as well with Zion is a lot of people are saying lose some weight because you'll get injured less, but he's, but then he is Zion Williamson. Exactly. Yeah. Lose the weight. So it's such a it's a real struggle. He's a unique athlete uh, for better or worse. I think yeah, I mentioned his athleticism is probably both his greatest asset and yeah. maybe even his greatest weakness. So if his athleticism is an asset. It's his bloody size. That's the key. yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, prayers up for Zion. Hopefully we can see him on the court uh, pretty soon. Sacramento Kings. Uh, starting to round out the uh, less inspiring group. 38 and a half wins they're projected to get, which is almost bang on last year's total. Trevor Reza, Dwayne Dedman, Rashawn Holmes, Corey Joseph, and Tyler Ewis. All solid depth pieces, but doesn't really move a hell of a lot. And then similar blokes on the outs, Corey Brewer, Alec Burks, and Willie Corley-Stein. Just yesterday slash this morning, they re-signed Buddy Heal. Thank Four goodness. years, ninety-four million could be worth up to one hundred and six with extra deals and bits and pieces. So the move they had to make it was always going to happen. Well, if they don't do that, they've obviously brought nothing else in. No one's going to come <laughs> except via the dra- uh, the draft, which they're not in a position to get that good of players anymore. Um, so yeah, they had to sign Buddy Hield, and they have to start, figure out a way to lock in De'Aaron Fox. Well, that a lot of people are like, oh, but if they commit money to Buddy, then they've also got. Harrison Barnes it's like you don't worry about mm. and then they've got to get Fox and Bagley it's like you don't worry about those ones you worry about the one right in front of you right now yeah, like obviously you have to have some foresight for the future but they had to keep Buddy here you can unload contracts and right yeah. someone will take Harrison Barnes if you've got hands. a decent GM is it Vladi yeah. yeah and his contract's one that Barnes's is one that declines annually yeah. as well so I think he's worth on average 20 over 4 years but by the end of it it's like 17 million yeah. the final season so 
Interesting team, Sacramento. They've got lots of nice pieces. Mm. I do wonder who will play and who won't play because there's guys like Harry Giles that probably deserve to get minutes but might be squeezed out for a Dwayne Dedman or a Sean Holmes or something like that. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't think this group can jump up to be relevant enough. I think I they think, regress it. I honestly them. think they do a bit as well. Um, they were the popular team to kind of... Was it before or post All Star break? They kind of it was almost just before, right? They kind of caught fire a bit. I honestly cannot remember. Fox and Buddy Hield and Marvin Bagley are three pretty cool mm. dudes to have on your list, but yeah, I think similar to what we talked about with Atlanta on the last pod, they're not really ready to make the leap yet, and they don't have to. Like naturally, their timeline they'll probably do it maybe the year after, or even the year after that. But um, yeah, interesting, but probably not that yeah, interesting. Same as. Sacramento's kind of always been not that interesting. Somewhere in that mid to high 30 win mark. Mm. And that's about it. Another uh, team going to probably finish in a similar mark. Minnesota Timberwolves. New oh, coach. Oh, hate them. Full coach. Uh, full year yeah, of sure. Ryan Saunders now. Uh, didn't make any changes really. They uh, brought in Jarrett Culver, which is nice. It's where Noah Vonley's now playing. Along with Shabazz Napier and Jordan Bell from uh, the Warriors. Might be able to teach Wiggins a little bit about some championship work ethic. Uh, losing Bayless, Dario Saric, Taj Gibson, Tyus Jones, and Derek Rose probably isn't going to hurt him a hell of a lot. Cap will be awesome from a fantasy perspective. That's probably all there is for the Timberwolves. Yeah, I don't have much, just too much to say about the Wolves other than I, I'm not a real Cap believer. Obviously, no one's a Wiggins believer anymore, so I... I mean, that's, that's about all they need to be careful that they don't go down a similar pathway to what they did with Kevin Garnett and they don't lose... Carl Anthony Towns. So I still, I mean, I'm a little bit biased because I've had him in fantasy the last few years, but he's been pretty unreal numbers-wise. Well, that's it. Yeah. But like, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to translate it to something else. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he's a pure numbers guy. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm uh, probably on that side of the fence. I'm excited to watch Jarrett Culver. I think uh, if they move Wiggins, we could really see Culver burst. It might not be this year. It might be in a couple of years from now, but... Yeah, he's, uh, he's someone to keep your eye They better bloody hope he bursts. I'll tell you what, there's just nothing else going on in Minnesota. Nah, uh, they need to make a move, I think. Big time, uh, big time. And uh, along with the Oklahoma City Thunder, who could also be looking to trade a uh, big chunk of their team, talking about Chris Paul, who came in along with Shea Gildas-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, and Darius Baisley, who had a one good preseason game, but just like I mentioned with Carson Edwards. Take it with a grain of salt. Uh, they lost, obviously, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, one of the Morrises, uh, and Jeremy Grant. Projected to win 33 games this year, won 49 Generous. last year. Uh, yeah, I think they'll honestly... I don't know, It's that win projection's tough to pin down because I feel like they're not done dealing. And it might not be Chris Paul. They might decide to keep him and Shea and play him together or have one mentor, the other, obviously. Uh but yeah, maybe Danilo entices someone like Detroit who mm. thinks that they can steal a four seed out east or... Stephen Adams, is that Stephen Adams is another good trade ship. Well, that's uh, the thing. I just think it might be a, fi- a genuine Sam Presti fire sale. Mm. And I think, uh, I reckon they could finish with around 20. That's yeah. where I would probably could peg happen. them. I'd peg them to lose the West at about 20 wins. We talked about it before though. There doesn't seem to be a lot of buyers out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know, they kind of got stuck with some of those dudes. Maybe ended up selling someone for like 70 cents on the dollar and not getting like super returns, but just getting rid of Gallinari because they can. I don't really know the contracts behind him. I think Chris Paul's on the books for a couple more years, so that's probably the money they'd want to move on from, but got to pay someone, right? It's true. Very true. 
Phoenix Suns have been managing to uh, pay someone and not do a hell of a lot for about a decade now as well. Oh, yeah. uh, Ricky Rubio comes into the mix. He now is the most, how would I word it, the most tenured NBA player on the Suns roster. Wow. So he's the season vet leading the, uh, leading the charge, along with Aaron Baines, who's the second most tenured uh, NBA player no on their team. Is yeah, really? true story. They've got 10 blokes, either in their rookie or sophomore year. Oh. Out of 15 this year. I forgot that Tyler Johnson was there. Landed there in the uh, trade for someone. Can't remember. Honestly, I forgot. Tyler Johnson's there. Frank Kaminsky ended up there. A couple of other bits. Dario Saric. Cam Johnson, who they traded up for to take. Could be interesting. Don't have a hell of a lot of faith in, but he's got a weird hip problem that was Mm. an immediate red flag for me. Uh... Couple of outs. Josh Jackson is no longer part of their mix. Jamal Crawford's gone, along with TJ Warren and Dragon Bender. They only won 19 games this year. They haven't won over 25 games in five years. Is this going to be the year that they uh, break through that threshold? 25 games. That means 57 losses. Honestly, I don't think they will. Don't think so either. I, I, I feel like they should. Um, their growth should happen. I'm just not going to buy it. I just don't think it's going to happen. The West is super hard. Yeah. They're in a tough division. I, I First year of Monty Williams as well, implementing his system. Could be ugly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, they're going to be... I'll give them 24. <laughs> <laughs> I expected more from uh, DeAndre Ayton last year. I'll be honest, I, had, I was expecting big things from him. He and might he did, come on. And he, he, he showed some flashes that he looked really good, and I think he will still be good. But if he can do that quickly, that could definitely accelerate their timeline. But that's not something you want to be banking on to start climbing the standings. That, I can't believe that sophomore rookie stat that you've given. Yeah. That is toxic culture. Yeah. That cannot be sustainable. Granted, that was, from memory, that was at the start of the uh, player preseason. So I'll oh, make okay. sure that... Uh, so it might have changed a little bit. Still, still accurate, but a lot of youngsters. You need oh, some vets. Not, you, do. you, you don't want Aaron Baines teaching your kids. No, Jamal, no. Why lose Jamal Crawford? Pay him and keep him around. Like I, I think he's unsigned at the moment. You still Phoenix. Stop listening to the pod. You can still get your hands oh, on it. It, do, it really does feel like they don't have a jam. That's what it feels like. It feels like they haven't had a jam for, since they lost Nash. They're another team similar to the um, the New York Knicks that you're just like righto. So we just need a new voice. Yeah. Sell like change of ownership. Change like just completely mix it up. There should be a way that their NBA can force people to sell. Is there? I don't think so. Well, there should, there be, should be. It should be just dull and you have to sell. Whoever owns the Suns, you've got to give it up, guys, because you just suck. And that's that's all I've got to say about the Suns. It's depressing. Don't too. love Devin Booker either. That's all I'll say. They're the one team who, when, when Denver plays them, I, I hate the most. I just think they're a bunch of cockheads, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've yeah. been on the uh, I hate Phoenix bandwagon for a while. And it's just because of the way they act. They act like a bunch of like ignorant, like... Young yeah, kids, right. I can know, see who that. think they're yep. the shit, and no one's ever reined them in. Fair enough. Um, for a little bit of uh, reconfirmation, they've got eight players out of their okay. sixteen who are either rookies or sophomores, but one of them's on a two-way deal, and then they've got two dudes on three years' experience each. Is that Czech, Czech Diallo and Dario Saric? Oh, okay. Two, three dudes with four: Booker, Ubre, and Kaminsky. 
And then your veterans, not a great Tyler Johnson, Aaron Baines, Ricky Rubio. Yeah, not a great track record from those fourth-year guys. Either. I'll be honest, I was kind of up and about on Phoenix maybe making a bit of a leap this year. But uh, yeah, after doing a bit of research, I've uh, realised that's not the way to trend. There Another is. team, last team in the West to discuss is the Memphis Grizzlies, who I actually think could be better than the worst team in the West. So we might see the Thunder and the yeah. Suns contend for that, and maybe even the Timberwolves over the Grizzlies, because... I really like the young core that they've got and some of the bits that they've got at the moment. Valanciunas is a good pro. There's not a lot of established veterans on their list outside of him. But Ja Morant, uh, Brandon Clark come in. Josh Jackson comes in. Anything they get out of him is going to be a plus. Mm -hmm. It was the dumping ground for the contracts of Solomon Hill, Jay Crowder and the aforementioned Miles Plumley. Mm-hmm. So uh, Iggy's there still, but he won't be there for long. The outs, obviously they lost Connolly, DeLon Wright. Joachim Noah's no longer there, uh, and Avery Bradley. But they won 33 games last year. I think the big question is for us is, who the hell actually is in Memphis then, honestly, mate? Because they're outside of Jar, and uh, that's about it. That's about all the Memphis Grizzlies I could tell you. That's honestly. all the Memphis Grizzlies that you honestly need to worry about. But yeah. There's a uh, De'Anthony Melton, I think. I'm probably <laughs> butchering his name. but he, nah, is right. he is someone that... I honestly don't know a hell of a lot about, but people are... He was on the Suns last year. Yeah, yeah. He came over in that Jackson trade. People are high on him for whatever reason. Mm. Um, But yeah, honestly, this is a team that's similar stage to their rebuild as the Cavs and the Hornets I was talking about before. They're right at that awkward bit where you've got a couple of young kids, but you've still got a couple of the contracts and the old dudes that you're like, oh, we need to get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Anderson's still there. It's where Bruno Caboclo is. Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen, uh, not much else. So mm. their projected win total is a whopping at 26.5. Uh, and that's probably, yeah, I've, uh, yeah. no, I think they'll, I think they'll go over that. I wouldn't be surprised if they push to like 28 to 30, better than Phoenix and OKC. I think they'll beat OKC and Phoenix. I think they'll be the third worst, but I think they'll probably be around that 26 mark. Yeah. I think that's about right. Yeah. That's I'm pretty happy with that. Alright, I wasn't going to miss out on the Denver Nuggets, but I thought, considering they're the uh, franchise most followed in the Sports by Fry podcast, because let's be honest, there's not a hell of a lot for me to cheer about as a Cavs fan. Yeah. I'll watch every Colin Sexton and Darius Garland minute, but I have uh, passively adopted the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, so, their projected win total is 53. Big in for them by getting Jeremy Grant. Obviously, Bol Bol and Michael Porter Jr. classifies ins. The only outs at the moment, Trey Lyles and Isaiah Thomas. Won 54 games last year. Probably should have missed an opportunity to be in the West mm. Finals. But they also probably overachieved and fast-forwarded their timeline a little bit more than some thought. They missed the natural step of just making the playoffs. But you could argue that that happened when they played Minnesota. You know, one bounce of the ball either way. Yeah. And they're in the playoffs. Went to overtime that game. Yeah, so uh, I think... This team could maybe make a big splash by getting their hands on like Brad Beal, but I've talked about him a few times. I don't think he's now up for sale considering he signed this extension. Um, so another team that's just got that continuity that could just see them push 60 dubs and honestly make the most of a real cluttered but wide open championship race. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, they're, they're in the headlines at the moment because Malik Beasley had a Fight? Did you see that? No, I haven't even heard about Broncos this. Broncos guy over his girlfriend. Wow! Yeah, it was okay. on Barcelona Sports this morning. So I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" So, 
We'll see what happens with Malik, Malik Beasley. He now might be a, <laughs> get suspended or Jeez. something. All I'd seen there was that he didn't uh, sign an extension. But, yeah, uh, no, he just turned that down. So good choice, Malik. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, yep, uh, you know how I feel about Denver. I think probably we should push the 60-win mark because of continuity. I think Jokic is the best center in the league. Yeah, uh, I think he's... Uh, I, I'm of the opinion that he's as potentially transcendent as we think Ben Simmons is and Zion and these guys that we've never seen, we're also seeing something that we've never seen in, in Jokic. You're right. Um, yeah, and it's totally honestly right. a little bit more sustainable because he's not going to get injured. He doesn't use any athleticism. With some wood and knock on wood. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we don't have any wood around, but Sorry, he no. doesn't use any athleticism. He just is fat and slow, but he, but he <laughs> does meticulous. things we've never seen. Yeah, and he's super efficient. So I think he's a genuine superstar. He would. He's gonna. Uh, we'll go into MVP later. He's probably going to be in a lot of people's top three this mm-hmm. year. Um, and I. And I'm just. I think and I hope that the rest of the guys like the Murrays we talked about in the East uh, when we we're talking about most improved player. Yeah. I think he might take that step and do really well. And yeah, every, I think the rest of the crew will also just be what they they all are. They've all got roles. They all play it. Um, and like you said, Jeremy Grant in is uh, huge. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we look back on the Jeremy Grant acquisition yeah. and you're just like, oh, that's probably one of the most important moves of last offseason. Yeah, similar to what uh, kind of what Iggy was for the Warriors. You just swap he, Trey Lyles and him around. Grant's a better shooter, better defender. Mm. Prob- much more athletic. I'm trying to think of other perks, but no, just... Complements the rest of the roster Absolutely. for that specific role yeah. really nicely. And so. he's fine with playing a role too. The Nuggets might be the team that probably does the smart thing and maybe gets a little bit of rest into their guys and only wins 52 games, but I could genuinely see them winning it all. They're well, the thing about Denver is they want home court because if they get home court through the playoffs, if they had nabbed number one seed and got home court through the playoffs, that does make a difference. You're right. Then. They yeah. do have a good home court advantage. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be... Could see them push uh, 55-60, absolutely. Yep. Um, tangenting into a couple of awards, we talked about the most improved player, the Rookie of the Year, and the Defensive Player of the Year on the last podcast, so make sure you give that a listen. But we're now going to unpack the other three important ones. Uh, do you want to get the MVP out of the way now, or do it to Sure, save that for last. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. So let's get rid of the uh, Coach of the Year. Oh. I'm going to give my vote at the moment, to Eric Spolstra. Because I think that Miami has the potential to be the fourth, third best team record-wise in the East. Maybe the Boston Celtics of the world might have something to say about it, and Toronto. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat maybe made a move. I mentioned this on the last podcast, someone like Kevin Love, but that's probably not a great get. Maybe they get a little bit fancy and just add another similar to um, Josh Richardson type, like Philly has, as their fourth best dude. Someone that I'm obviously blanking on, but I think Eric Spolstra, they've got a pretty good organisation culturally. They're a pretty solid unit. I wouldn't be surprised if they turned American Airlines Arena Centre, whichever one it is, Arena. into a, uh, a pretty good uh, home ground advantage and uh, climb the East Standings. I don't mind that. I, uh, I'll get this one out of the way early. I think there is a good chance Mike Malone wins it, mm-hmm. just because he might have the best record in the league, because Denver might go all out for that number one seed. Um, but my picks are either Brad Stevens uh, out, the, out the uh, East. And out the west, I, I reckon it uh, it might just go to Steve Kerr. If 
if the he, Warriors do if well. they do yeah. what I think they're going to do. He would deserve it if that happens. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So I think they're the two picks. I think if if the Celtics get the second or even just get it all together, they with, could. Yeah, um, and yep. and Tatum takes that step. I think that does open the door for Brad. Very Stevens. possible. Who, yeah. who, uh, does he have one yet? If he doesn't, he deserves one. Brad. Yeah, I think he does. I feel like I think that he... too. But give him another one. He's I'll that good of a coach. I'll investigate what you think about your uh, sixth man of the year winner. It's hard to pick against Lou Williams, who's won it for about 88 consecutive seasons. But I'm going to steer my vote to someone that is technically in the running, but if he was on another team, wouldn't be. And that's Spencer Dinwiddie, because mm. I don't think he can play on the same court as Kyrie starting unit-wise. They can probably um, you know, split minutes or play together at some times. There you go. Brad Stevens uh, has not coach of the year he was the all-star game head coach but uh, that's it Uh, but yeah I think uh, Spencer Dinwiddie will probably put up his 16 to 17 points again a couple of dimes there'll be games where he has the last 10 points and wins the game when Kyrie's sitting with a bung ankle and I think uh, it's tough like I said to pick against Lou Will but if someone's going to do it Dinwiddie's my my bet yeah I would take Lou Will by a long way Um, but yeah I actually really don't mind the Dinwiddie bet uh, it's it's also a pretty safe bet to pick one of the guys who play on like um uh, on Orlando or one of these teams who you're like yeah the six man's gonna get plenty of time yeah um, yeah Evan Fournier or Terrence Ross whoever one of them just like sit coming off the bench something and, yeah. like that yeah you're just not sure who it is but it's it's probably gonna be one of those guys if it's not Lou Will um, but yeah I I think uh, Dinwiddie's a really nice choice could be a Denver Nugget. Uh, who's just, you know, gets it together and plays Jeremy pretty. Grant! Could be. Could be the Will guy. Barton! It'd be nice if it was Jeremy Grant. Uh, but I would love to see it be Will Barton with him returning to the bench. So that would be nice. Who knows? Six man is just good luck. Right. Yeah, he can almost throw a bit of a blank. It seems to just go to the person who scores the most off yeah. the bench, honestly. Pretty much. Which, Montrez uh, Harrell could get it as yeah, well. Yeah, he'd be an interesting, mm. interesting one. All right. Let's dive into the big one, the MVP. I... As I mentioned, stopped proceedings to put a bet on Steph Curry, but uh, I'm going to pick Giannis because I think at the moment you could put a viable case up for a number of dudes, Nick Jokic, Curry, LeBron, or Davis, Kawhi if he plays a shitload of games, one of the Philly dudes if they win tons. I don't think anyone on Boston if they win a lot, but if Milwaukee wins a lot, which they probably will, Giannis is probably going to be the main reason. And because they've got, in my eyes, a little bit worse... I wouldn't be surprised if he upped his workload a bit and we were like, oh shit, mm. like, Giannis can still get better. He showed improvements shooting the three every month last season and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I don't mind that. It's boring and vanilla and let's be honest, I think everyone would admit that he is the front runner. But yeah, yeah I'm going to uh, stick boring, but I do also have a bet on Curry to win it. So. Yeah, I, it's pretty hard to go against Curry for me. He's not my pick. The guy, I, but I think he's going to be that good. I yeah, think he's just yeah, going to same. go crazy. And same with Harden. I think, I think That's Harden, the other one I was going to talk Harden about. might have a, a big year like we sort of mentioned earlier and kind of be in a very similar position to, to last year. How everyone's like, these numbers though. Yeah. But I think it might go to someone else. And the guy who I'm going to pick is, uh, is a Philly man. I think they're going to go crazy. And I'm picking Ben Simmons to win that. <laughs> okay. I think he might just take a bit of a step in his shooting and kind of get people off his back. He's never going to be a deadly three-point shooter, 
But if he's if he's at least like hitting, just close, knock down some shots. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a three that he's knocking down. Just be a better shooter yeah. overall. Um, I think yeah, I think he's gonna up everything. I think he might average 25, 10, and maybe ten. Honestly, and, he's got that um, potential. That's for sure. Yeah, I think he's he plays more games. I I just think he has more of an impact on the offensive side of things than Embiid, and that's what wins. Uh, MVPs. Yeah, let's you're be honest. Right. Yeah. So I think I, I'm going to go for Benny Simmons as like a bit of a bit of an out there one. Nice. I like it. That is the NBA Sports by Fry preview done and dusted. Uh, last thing I'm going to get you to do for me is to give me the Western Conference champion. Who's going to win? Not the regular season, but who's going to be representing the Western Conference in the finals? This season, that is such a hard. It question. is an extremely difficult question. Uh, well, I, let's uh, let's go in reverse order. Then. Let's eliminate the teams who aren't going to do it: Memphis, Phoenix, OKC, Minnesota, Sacramento, Dallas, New Orleans, San Antonio, Portland. Nah. Okay, so then we're left with the big oh Utah. Get rid of that. Yep, I agree. We've got Golden State, the Lakers, Houston, Denver, and the Clippers. Yep. I think that would be almost everyone's, except for all those weirdo Memphis. Uh, sorry, weirdo Utah, Utah lovers. Yeah, I get it, but yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I get it, but I, it's not. Yeah, not gonna. Out of those five, who do you? Uh, obviously, you would uh, want to lean towards the Denver Nuggets, and understandably so. But who's your pick? Uh, out of those to win it, I think it's going to be. I think it'll either be. I think it's going to be the Warriors, and I've sort of I'll yep. stick to what I've said. I, I do think it's them, or I think it might be the Nuggets, honestly. Yep. Uh, and I try not to be that guy. I try and be really almost anti-Nuggets sometimes. You were in your defence like that last year, and then they went on that run that they did. So yeah, uh, and I, I just think the teams come together well enough, and, and it, I think we're lucky enough to have the the people we have and the the draft picks that we have coming in and. Jeremy Grant's I think it very realistically could be Denver especially if we start to get our, our three pointers falling because yeah. they actually didn't fall last year so I similarly to uh, your Golden State position I'm going to stick with a team that I've been talking up ever since they got Russell Westbrook and I'm going <laughs> to stick with the Houston Rockets I think this might be the year that they again win the regular season and fall out in the playoffs it's happened annually for the Rockets but I think the additions that they made are going to just be great for them. I'm going to pick them to do it. Might backfire, who knows. Those three teams, the Nuggets, Rockets, and Golden State Warriors, compared to the two LA teams, do have at least some roster consistency yeah. and continuity. Like Welcoming Westbrook in is a big change, but that's about the only change they made. They've still Gordon, got Gordon, PJ, Capella, yeah. PJ, James. So Same coach. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those... New star teams like your Lakers and the mm. Clippers of the world, and even to some people's extent, Utah, go up compared to those other three. We're in for a hell of a season. Absolutely, mate. Can't wait tomorrow. Tomorrow, tip off. All right, thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, I'll be back doing a Fries Fast Five on Thursday, looking at week eight in the NFL, and of course, talking about the basketball that's been played so far. But uh, thanks for joining in, JLo. Till next time, chippy windy. Chippy windy.